Everybody on? Good. Great. Grand. Wonderful. This is The Drive <laughs> with Larry Hardesty. No yelling on the bus. There's yelling about yesterday's games. There's yelling about Tampa Tom going home. And there's yelling with Tyreek Hill with an unbelievable return. Welcome to The Drive on 98.7 ESPN. I'm Larry Hardesty here till midnight along with Brian and Liam James Mangia in spirit. 1-800-919-3776. Also via Twitter at Hardesty ESPN at ESPN NY 98 underscore 7 FM. Of course, we will keep you updated on this final of what was just an unbelievable weekend of football. Jay Bromley will join me at 1030. We'll kind of wrap it all up together because I know there's some of you who are listening in one ear but really have all eyes and the other ear on what's going on with the Kansas City Buffalo game at 23-21. 11 minutes left to go in the game in regulation because we did have an overtime game this weekend. So we'll talk a lot of football next hour. But right now, I want to talk a little bit about the New York Knicks. Because what's happening with them is fascinating to me. And it's fascinating to me because I, I, I'm torn. Okay, I'm torn. And let me explain to you why I'm torn. As a Nick fan, not as a broadcaster, as a broadcaster, I, fortunately, because I've been doing this forever, ever in the day, I can separate the two. Although I must admit, sometimes it is a problem. <laughs> but as a, as a fan, I'm torn. And I'm torn because I'm not really sure how I want this team to continue to perform, right? Do I think, because of their inconsistency, this is a big 31, by the way, for Kansas City. After that return, you have to get seven on this. You you can't walk away with a field goal. You have to get sevens. Because Buckner looks like he's not even ready to go today. He's missed two, which is amazing. And they... Great play by Buffalo. So now they're going to have to make a decision on fourth down. They stop them. They even lose yardage on third down. So it's going to be fourth down. As I was saying, as a fan, I'm torn. Because I'm, I know that this is not a really solid team right now by the way they've played. I know that this is a team that's been so inconsistent. This is a team that's just been uh, incredibly Weird in the sense of one day they play well, the next game they don't. One game they play well, the next two they don't. One game they play really well, the next three they don't. So I'm really torn at how to look at this team. Okay? As Butker hits the field goal, so it's now 26-21, left. And I'm not sure whether I just want them to say, listen, forget about it. Okay? Let's, 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 like many of you who have called and said, you know what? Let's just, let's just go ahead, forget what we've got, play the kids. Let's see how far we can go with them. And let's just see how good this team can be going to the future. Let's go, let's just say, forget it. We're not going to make it this year. Because I'll be honest with you, if I had the option of getting a play in spot or not making it, I'm telling you right now, I would rather not make it. From a play-in spot, I would rather not make it. So I'm torn because I look at this team and the way they play today, and look, I understand that the Clippers are not the Clippers. 
They don't have Kawhi Leonard. Anybody seen Kawhi Leonard recently? They don't have Paul George. Anybody seen Paul George? And so, okay, that's a nice win against a team that's, you know, not a bad team. They're not at full strength. They're 23 and 25. They're just like a lot of middle-of-the-road teams in the National Basketball Association right now. But here's what's crazy. Okay? And as bad as the Knicks have played, and man, they've had some blunders. Okay? They're right now tied for the 10th spot. They are four games behind Philly for the sixth spot. So I'm torn. I don't know whether I want them to just... Listen, it's not working this year. We'll start the guys, but let's give our let's give some more time to Cam Reddish. Let's give some more time to Obi Toppin. Let's give some more time to Grimes and McBride. Let's give some more time to uh, Emmanuel Quickly. Let's see what these young kids can do. And let's just go ahead and okay, we know what we we're not going to make it this year. Let's see what we got. Let's make some moves. Try to make some trades. So I'm torn, but I also realize that they don't have Derrick Rose. He's coming back. But I also realize, I told you I was torn, right? I'm explaining to you. I told you why I'm torn. Because they're about to go off on this road trip and the schedule. And one of these, in the month of February, the first week of February, they're going out west. All right? So, but tomorrow night, in the game that you hear right here on 98.7 ESPN, they will open against Cleveland. Cleveland is a very good basketball team. Don't let them fool you. They have played, they are playing really well right now. They've come together. They have the fifth seed. They're 28 and 19, seven and 10 over their last seven. And, uh, seven they've won seven of their last 10 games and they're playing very well. Then you go down to Miami, which is always a tough battle. Always, always. Goes back to Patrick Ewing and John Starks and Charlie Ward and the boys in the 90s. With, you know, Tim Hardaway, Alonzo Mourning, you know, all the all the guys. And then they go to Milwaukee. So, okay, then after that, they come home for a couple of games for Sacramento and Memphis. And we'll get to see John Moran in person on February 2nd. And then they go on that West Coast trip. At L.A., Lakers, at Utah, at Denver, at Golden State, at Portland. Okay, they could come back from that road trip 0-5. Easily. (laughs) Easily. So I'm really torn as to how they should proceed. Now, the road trip may make the decision for them. Because if they come back and they're struggling and they've lost a ton of games and right in there's your trade deadline to make some moves, that that could be the decision. That could tell us where they're going to go. So I do think over the next couple of weeks, we'll determine just which way this Nick team is going to go, which way this Nick team is going to decide how they have to play for this season. If they find a way to win some games, that fool's gold situation, right? They find a way to win some games to make you think, well, maybe they could go on a run. Maybe they're, maybe they'll get themselves together because, you know, I know they're not overly talented. I mean, I look at them. I follow them. I know. They can't keep people health- healthy. 
Mitchell Robinson hurt his ankle today. He says he tweeted out after the game, small deal, not a big deal, should be okay. Thank goodness that Nerlens Noel was able to play, but I'm looking at Nerlens Noel, and Nerlens Noel is running up and down the court pretty gingerly to me. Like, I, I, I'm not trying to push this because I could be hurt again. So I, I realize that this is not a very, very talented Nick club. And I realize that from an offensive standpoint, even though they're supposed to be much, much better, they, they really aren't. Because I just don't know what I'm getting from Evan Fournier from night to night. I just don't know what I'm getting from Kimball Walker. I don't even know when Kimball Walker's going to play. Did not play today, scheduled with a sore knee, scheduled to play tomorrow night. R.J. Barrett, uh, 28 points on 24 shots, had 14 rebounds, 6 assists. I mean, he had a really good game. He had a really good game. Not as efficient as I would like, but he was perfect from the free throw line. And I got to give him credit. I thought Julius Randle played well today. He's played better than he's been playing. He's played well. Of course, I'm not happy with the seven turnovers. I'm never happy with the turnovers because he handles the ball too much. But I thought he was reasonably efficient. He didn't set, He didn't put up a ton of bad shots. He had nine rebounds. He had five assists. You know, he, he five or six from the free throw line. I mean, I mean, and I thought in key moments he stepped up with confidence and took some shots. And that's what Julius Randle did last season. For this team. That's what he did. But, you know, the more I look at this team and the more I see R.J. Barrett, and somebody asked me if this is now becoming R.J. Barrett's team. In some ways it is, but he's got to be more consistent. And I think he's been over the past couple of weeks. Now, if he can continue to put a streak like this together, second half of the season, where he's efficient, where he's going to the where he's being aggressive, he's going to the to the basket, he's not settling for bad jumpers, not turning the basketball over, then I will start to believe that maybe he's starting to get what's going on. But I gotta see some consistency from him. And here's the tricky thing. I know this has been inconsistency. If if you look it up in any dictionary anywhere, you'll see the Nick logo. Because that's how bad they've been. But the one consistent thing they've been is they've given you a consistent effort on the road. So would I be surprised if they did a nice job over these next three games? A little. (laughs) But not unexpected because they've played well on the road. They've done a better job on the road than they've done at home for some inexplicable reason. Because the Garden has always been a place where the Knicks, when they were good, they ruled. And for them to be 12 and 14 at home and for them to have lost three straight at home before that win today is, is inexcusable. It's inexcusable. 1-800-919-3776. Well, I tell you, I tell you, this, this game, they are one completion away from, and they have... Kansas City still has timeouts left. They've got two, I think, maybe even three. So they have the opportunity, if they can get another completion, to uh, call timeout and get their field goal kicker with a chance to tie this and send it into overtime. Remember, this he's missed one already. And there's Kelsey. set the 30. Timeout. Always open. 
Always. So now it's going to the field goal kicker. <laughs> Who missed one earlier, Brian. He's missed a field goal and an extra point. So in theory, Kansas City should be running out the clock up by one. But he but nobody will remember that if he gets this field goal from here. <laughs> the 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 impressive thing here, you saw it in this game, and you even saw it in the first game today, is that it's a 49-yard attempt, is that I don't care how much time you have left on the clock, you've got the this is what you want in the quarterback, right? What you've seen. We're going to overtime. Gosh. This is what you want. If you're a Jet or a Giant fan, this is what you want in your quarterback. Okay? The ability to, no matter how much time is left, the ability to put the team on your back and go downfield. You saw it earlier with uh, in the Tampa-LA game. <laughs> you thought Brady was done, right? Yeah, that Brady, uh, listen, kid, hey, LA. <laughs> They got him. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, he's he still could find a way. Now, he needed help from the Rams <laughs> to do that. Okay. I get it. But nevertheless, they look like they were gonna be shut out almost in this game. He ends up with two touchdowns in like two minutes. That's what you want to see in your young quarterbacks. That's what you want to see in Daniel Jones if you're a Giants fan. And as a Jet fan, that's what you want your your Zach Wilson to grow into. Where you don't, you're not concerned. You know that your quarterback, even with 13 seconds left, can spray the field and get, make the right decisions, be calm, cool, and collective, collected, and get you into a position where you can have a field goal, a game tying field goal, or a game winning touchdown. That's what you want. That's what you want your quarterbacks to be. And that's part of the reason why. If you're a Jet or Giant fan and you sit and you watch football on Sundays and you're like, how come my team, why do the Jets and Giants look like they're playing a different game from everybody else? Quarterback. Quarterback and receiver play. Quarterback and receiver play. And even and, and listen, take nothing away from Davis, who's been just tremendous. He's got 200 yards and four touchdowns today. Or three touchdowns, however many he's got. Okay? But still, it's Josh Allen. It's been Josh Allen's ability to move around the pocket. It's been his ability to keep plays alive. Same thing with Patrick Mahomes. It's been their ability to extend plays. It's been, it's what they do. And so, yes, the receivers get a ton of credit, and they should, for running the routes and, and being disciplined and understanding, okay, my quarterback's in trouble. Let me make the adjustment to my route and everything. Yes, absolutely. And it's hard for defenders to stay with with receivers for a long period of time. And you have to try to stay plastered to them, which is the phrase they use, which means you stick with them like glue. And that's what you have to do when they go off off script. But that's what you're seeing with Mahomes and Allen in this game. And that's why we all knew that tonight was going to be the best game out of the weekend. Okay? Hey, listen, uh, the Tampa game was a little better than some people expected because the Rams did what they did and had mistake after mistake and kept Tampa in it. But once again, you have to give Tampa credit for, you know, capitalizing on those mistakes and those opportunities and doing the best they could with them. But still, 
This is what you want to see in your young quarterbacks at this level. To be able to step up and make plays and not turn the ball over. I mean, this has just been an unbelievable game. This has been the game of the weekend. And there have been some good ones. I mean, Green Bay last night in frigid weather, a little snow. <laughs> you know, um, looking to see how they were going to respond against the 49ers and a Jimmy G who had maybe taken two snaps in cold weather when he was in New England and watching them in a low-scoring game. And then we mentioned the Bengals and Titans earlier. Right? And earlier today, we talked about how the Buccaneers just came back and given opportunities. But Matthew Stafford stuck, you know, stepped up in the big spot and got the team down there and got that field goal after, after Tampa had tied this game up. All right, so now Kansas City has the ball as we start the overtime. Oh, boy. Oh, this is great. Brian, you, you got popcorn over there just uh, sitting back there watching? Uh, I should get it with butter or something because this, <laughs> <laughs> this is sensational. It is. It really is. It really, really is. This is this, But this is what you want to see on your weekend. This is why what you're seeing now is why football is, you know, number one sport. It's king. It is. It really is. And if they get a touchdown, Kansas City does, it's over. And, uh, you know, interesting how they start up running the football. You know. Change, change the look up a bit. Because clearly you're thinking, if you're, if you're Buffalo, you're thinking pass right here. But we'll see. We'll see how this goes. It's not like the regular season. Kansas City gets the touchdown. It is over. All right, let's see how it goes. Good defense there. So, Brian, is third down. Got to tell you, um, third mm. and one. Hmm. Mm. <laughs> Andy Reid's already got the play in his mind. Eric B. Enemy's already called it in. Probably Kelsey, right? Because he's always open. Yeah, definitely Kelsey. <laughs> I tell you, you got you got If you're Buffalo, you better know where Tyreek Hill is. <laughs> like I said, Kelsey was open. <laughs> <laughs> he's always open, and part of the reason he's always open is because Tyreek Hill takes attention going deep. Okay? And he's like... Nobody's he's, around him. Nobody's <laughs> around him. But then five yards. And he... And he and give him credit. He goes to the spot. He knows where... He reads the defense extremely well. He goes right to the spot. He is always open. Always. So that's first down. So now they will continue their drive. And they were... You know, this is... They were able to run the ball really well early. 
uh, Kansas City was. And I was curious as to how they were going to try to mix up the looks against Buffalo, which is, listen, Buffalo has a very good defense. They're physical. They're pretty good against they're pretty good against the pass. They haven't been as good against the run as they've been previously in seasons, but they do a nice job. And uh they did a nice job on that run place, and then you got second and long. Big double uh Tyreek Hill. Oh, screen pass. Uh oh. I feel like Dave Maloney. On <laughs> doing doing it. Doing analytical work with Don LaGreca on the Rangers radio network. I remember always listening to him when the Rangers were down or they were, you know, out of position and the team was about to score and we go, uh oh. Uh oh. <laughs> so McKinnon with a first down. And uh Kansas City just continues to drive. So they are clearly they are already in field goal range, but we're not, you know, when Take a field goal. We want, we want, we want seven here. Uh oh. He always gets away. <laughs> he always gets. Very rarely will you see Tyreek Hill brought down with the first, with the first uh, tackle. He slips around. He keeps moving. He's low to the ground. He's slippery. He's 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 such a talent. He is such a talent. And he and Mahomes work so well together. They just do. They're just really, really good. Just think, we were, earlier in the season, we were looking at this Kansas City team and saying, what's wrong with them? I'm one of them. Who's this guy? Wow. He's wide open. Hardman. So many weapons. And we were looking early in the season, what's going wrong? Uh, I remember uh, Steve Young on the K show early in the season. Patrick Mahomes gotten into some bad habits. He's doing some things now. He got away with earlier. He's not getting it done. He's got to learn how to be patient. And everything Steve Young said was right. And give Kansas City's coaching staff the credit. They made the adjustments. They decided, okay, you don't want to let us throw it down the field 70 yards? No problem. We'll march the ball down the field if we have to. Okay? If we have to. And that's what they've been able to do. And that's what's turned them around with the ability to to do that. And it's also Uh, game over. uh, Travis Kelsey. (laughs) Of course. Of course he is. (laughs) Travis Kelsey, of course. Buffalo denied again. They're going to use Josh Allen's face for a meme or something. A lot of memes for Josh Allen. Yeah, it's going to be tough. He had a great game, too. Like, oh, unbelievable <laughs> game. Unbelievable game. Just, just tremendous. Why is everybody out there with the... Why, what, what's going on? Why they, you know, what's the conversation? What? What? Oh, they're trying to see if it's, if it's really a touchdown. They're, they're reviewing. They're, they're confirming whether it's a touchdown or not, probably. Then once he got his other foot down. One, two, yeah, it's a touchdown. A touchdown to me. Yeah, that looks like a touchdown. <laughs> yeah, one, two, it's a touchdown. Then he got pushed out. The ball might have moved. Well, how can you tell? All right, let's get the other angle. It moves, when, but he's already out of bounds when the ball moves. 
No, it's, I think that's it. It's over. All right, you made it interesting. Boy, I tell you, if you're, um, if you're the offensive crew on both these teams, you had a tremendous game today. Brian, you had a tremendous game. Yeah, I think I think Kansas City had almost 600 yards in 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 um, total offense, and Buffalo close to five. I mean, two just unbelievable quarterbacks that put on the show. They put on the show, man. Crazy, it's just crazy. All right, let's talk about it. Let's talk about. Oh, if you're Buffalo, though, that's a tough one. That's tough to, that's tough to handle. You go into Kansas City, and you do all you can. You go toe to toe with them, and you lose in overtime. One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Jay Bromley at the bottom of the hour. He and I will recap what has been an unbelievable weekend. But I got to hear from you on what you just witnessed. Just a an outstanding game. What a, just an unbelievable game that finished a really, really good weekend. The NFL bounced back from wild card weekend. Those six games, no, no, no. We won't even talk about those compared to what we saw this weekend. Total difference, including this game we just witnessed. And I'll say it again for Jet and Giant fans. That's what you want your quarterback to look like, what we saw tonight on both these guys. That's what you want. Doesn't matter how much time is left. Give me the football. I will march us down the field to the, in the, so we can just try to score or whatever we have to do. Field goal, touchdowns, put it in my hands, coach. I got this. I got it. <sighs> Tremendous game. Your thoughts. 1-800-919-3776. Buddha's in the Bronx. He's next on 98.7 ESPN. Hey, Buddha. Hey, Hawk. What's going on, baby, bro? Everything's good, man. What's happening? Hey, listen, I wish we could um, spread a little bit of clock sisters in New York City. It was a tough week this week, man. Yeah, you know, it was. I think it's getting better. Not, not yeah. good. Not good at all, man. Not good at all. No, um, no it wasn't. You know, listen, you know, um, when I looked at those games this weekend, you know, my three favorite players, you know, King Henry, Josh Allen, and Mahomes. You know, Mahomes is probably... One, probably two, Allen, and three, you know, King Henry. But I knew this week that there was a possibility I would only get one out of the three. And I was really thinking it was going to be Buffalo. I thought it was their time. You know, um, if you don't like Josh Allen, you don't like football, you don't like competitiveness, I mean, you know, you know how you sometimes you're bigger in defeat than you are in a loss? Mm-hmm. Than in the victory. That yeah. man's a skyscraper. That man's a skyscraper right now, man. I mean, listen, you know, Todd Bowles did it earlier in the game against the Bucks. I mean, against the uh, Rams. And uh, Leslie Frazier did it, you know, just a few minutes ago. You can't give up. You, you, you can't give up 30 yards in 15 seconds. Nope. I mean, you just can't. It's just silly. I mean, you 
know, once Kansas City scored, you knew what it was. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sitting back there, and you know, the only reason I want um, Allen to win more than Mahomes is just because Mahomes already got one. Mm-hmm. You know, like you said, we're looking at these quarterbacks here. You know, we're hoping, we're praying, and we're knowing deep down inside we ain't got none of them guys on both of these teams. We know that. You know, we're hoping that these guys can evolve into that. Uh, you know, we're ready to sprinkle some pixie dust or whatever it is. But our gut feeling tells us we don't got one of those guys. So it's enjoyable to sit back and watch, you know, the quarterback being played at its highest level. I just feel bad for Allen, man. I really, I really do. You know, that you know that kid Davis at the game of his life, and you knew when they got that ball with one minute and two seconds, you knew they were going to score because mm-hmm. you saw the way he was playing. Yep. But you know what can I say, man? I'm an AFC guy. I got to go with these Chiefs. Yeah. You know what? A, what a game, man! It was what a, a great game. game, man! It was a great Jeez. game. But you know what, Buddha? And uh, I was texting Gordon Damer, and he's right. Uh. If you're Buffalo in the fourth quarter, Gordon, you can't kick that ball into the end zone. You got to make them come out and run the ball. You got to kick it short and make them come out and run and eat up some more clock. You can't. I mean, I understand what you're saying. I don't know, though. Listen, you can, but what if they would have put Tyreek Hill back there? I understand why they did that. Like, you listen, like, I'm going to be honest with you. Mm -hmm. 15 seconds, you could give up 20 yards. You can yep. give up 25. You can't give up 40. That's what the problem was. The defense yeah. that was called, it wasn't the right defense for the situation. That Listen, it's not like Mahomes is not chopped live over there. That's you right. know what you're going against over there. Mm-hmm. You know what you're going against over there. Yeah. I'm playing Tampa 2. I, I, I'm doing I'm doing the, the, the cover 3. Yeah. So I, I'm sorry. I'm not, I'm not giving up that. I'm, I'm, I'm just not. Listen, everything underneath. I'm putting people underneath that could tackle, not mm-hmm. only cover, but they have to be able to tackle, man. It, it, even, it was a bad call. But, you know, it is what it is, man. It you is know, what it is. It made it, like you said. it made it a great game. But, you know, I mean, we could sit back and second guess. But, I mean, Buddha, rather than that, I'd rather rush three and drop eight. I'd rather, you know, I'd rather have a bunch of people in the secondary where, you know, he's got he's to gotta make some decisions. And if he moves around, at least the clock is running. But, it was just it, listen, and thanks for the phone call, my friend. It was just an unbelievable game, exciting, had everything you wanted in it. Two great quarterbacks going battling toe to toe. Both of them able to throw the football. Both of them able to run the football. Two pretty good defenses, even though they both got scorched today for lots of yards. And this is a this is this is. If you're Buffalo, this is as tough of a loss as you could have. I mean, I can't imagine what a Buffalo, I can't imagine being, what a Buffalo Mafia member is thinking right now, how you're feeling. You have them beaten on the road. You're on the road. And you have the lead. You come back and take the lead. And you give them 13 seconds. And they find a way to tie the game up. And listen, I get it. And Brian said it to me. It's really tough for you to lose this because you lose it. When you have quarterbacks like this, you lose it on the coin toss. Because when you're in overtime, you know you're not getting the football back. (laughs) You know you're not getting the football back. 
Because if they score seven, you know. You got it. We're not winning this game because we won't see the ball again. So that's the pre- that's the other side of it with the pressure that you have. Oh, just just a <clears throat> excuse me, just an unbelievable game. Just an unbelievable game. Here here's the uh, numbers for uh, Josh Allen, who was unbelievable today. 21 of 25. Is this this game? 300? No, he had more than 308 yards. This can't be this game. This has got to be, this must be the, uh, this must be the first game. Because he was just, I mean, he had, he just was tremendous. He was tremendous in this game here. Let me punch him up again. But just when you look at what at what he and Mahomes were able to do today, on the in the air, and on the ground, okay, and on the ground, they were able to just, just, there was no defense that could figure him out. Okay, here we go. Josh Allen, 27 of 37, 329 yards, four touchdowns, sacked twice, quarterback rating of 136. All right. Patrick Mahomes. Oh, and he ran. Wait a minute. Take the, you get more credit. 11 carries for 68 yards. Long of 14. All right. Here's Mahomes. 33 of 44. 378 yards. Three touchdowns. He was sacked twice for loss of eight. His quarterback rating, 123.1. Seven carries. 69 yards, and a touchdown long of 34. (laughs) Wow. I got to say it. Wow. That's what they brought to the table. They combined for over 700 yards of passing and seven touchdowns and ran for almost 140 yards combined. The quarterbacks. Unbelievable. It's the drive on 987 ESPN. 1-800-919-3776. Also via Twitter at hardest to ESPN at ESPN NY 98 underscore 7 FM. So uh, at Walt Gecko is speaking out what a number of fans are saying on Twitter. Here's what at Walt Gecko says. In light of this hashtag AFC championship game, should the overtime rule, at least in the postseason, be changed to where if a team scores a touchdown on the first possession of overtime, the other team still gets a shot to equal the score and continue the game with the next score winning? And, um, I mean, I don't know. Okay, here's uh, former NFL coach Mike Nolan. One day we will look back on the current overtime system and wonder who actually thought it was a good idea to not give the most exciting players on the field quarterback an equal opportunity to win the game. Why does a flip of the coin give your $40 million player advantage over mine? It, I understand both sides of it, but on the other side, 
if I'm the if I win the coin toss toss, why am I being penalized? Stop me from scoring the touchdown. Stop me. This is we're in the postseason here. Stop me from scoring. Limit me to a field goal so you have a chance to get the ball back. You're you're penalizing me because I win the coin toss and I'm able and my offense marches down the field on your defense. Okay. So now because of that, I have to you because you couldn't stop me, I still have to now put my defense on the field and stop you. This is the postseason. I I have no problem with it the way it is. I really don't. Stop me. It's very simple. Stop me. We're talking about the championship here. We're talking about the super, leading to a Super Bowl champion. I get it. If, I understand it. If you're Buffalo, that, that's your thought process right now. Of course it is. I'm looking at it. I have no dog in this fight. None. So I have no problem with it the way it is. Earlier today, in the first of the games, it was a good one too. It, it didn't it didn't start out like it was going to be. You know, it was, it was interesting because you talk about the Tampa Rams game. When Tampa came out and was able to run the football the way they were early with uh, Leonard Fournette, that's really what you expected and that's what you knew that for the Buccaneers to have a chance, that's what they had to do, right? They had to try and run the football, okay? And because, you know, with, with the way that Rams defense has been and they've, they've really done a great job in being real physical with Tom Brady and, and pushing the pocket and making him move and sacking him, and they've been very physical with him. That was the way that they that's, – that's the only way Tampa was going to be able to mix it up because they're down some of their uh, receivers and some of their weapons. But nevertheless, they found a way to make a comeback and actually tied the game up on some Rams mistakes. After the game, here's uh, Tom Brady on the loss today. Yeah, we're down a bunch, and uh, a lot of guys made a bunch of different plays to get us back into it. And, uh, you know, they just made one more than us. So kind of back and forth, we got off to a slow start, which we certainly didn't want to do against a good football team like that who plays well from ahead. And uh, it made us pretty one-dimensional. But, um, you know, always tough losing at the end of the year. So, you know, obviously we showed a lot of fight, but at the end of the day, you lose a game, you lose a game. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. But at one point... You score a couple of touchdowns in the short amount of time. So after doing that, did you think you had a chance at, you know, maybe pulling this one out? Well, we made it after I hit Mike on the deep one. Um, that was a pretty good feeling. And we, you know, we're right in at that point. And then we got, you know, a great turnover. It gave us great field position. And then, you know, had the, the play there, you know, before the Leonard's touchdown, we were kind of figuring out what down it was. First, they said it was a first down, and all of a sudden it wasn't a first down mid-snap. So, you know, made the play, and then they made a couple plays after that. All right, so, Tom, there's been some talk about, you know, retirement now. You know, you didn't get to the Super Bowl this year. You thinking about it? 
Hey Tom, how do you process going forward? I know a lot of people are wondering how you will contemplate whether you'll come back or not. I haven't put a lot of thought to it, so you know, we'll just take it day by day and see, kind of see where we're at. Did you at least take a moment as you came off the field or, or at any time today to, to think about that, to think that this, this might be the last time I'm out here? No, I was thinking about winning. That's kind of my mentality always, to go out there and try to win, give my team the best chance to win. To be, What's the uh, biggest factor for you, Tom? What, what would be the biggest factor for you in making that decision going forward? Tr Truthfully, guys, I'm thinking about this game and not thinking about anything i think it will depend on he's not going to give you an answer yet i think it's going to depend on what tampa is able to do now you heard um their coach say that this team is ended that they're going to have to make some changes here and try to you know re re, re retool a little bit so that's going to be interesting um will gronkowski be back uh you know what? What's going to happen? You've got some, you know, you got some receivers coming back from injury. Uh, obviously, they missed Antonio Brown, uh, so it's going to be interesting to see what they do. And I think those moves will make a determination on whether or not uh, Tom Brady comes back. But I, I will say this: I can't imagine him going out with a loss if he could help it. I think. They were close enough that he might want to come back and give it another shot. But I still think it's going to depend on who he's playing with because you know Tom. He's going to try to pick that roster as close as he can. Back to the phones. Amir's in Brooklyn. Amir, you're next on 98.7. Hey, Amir. Hey. Hello? Yeah, you're on the air. I, 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 I'm, I, I, he, he thought I said a man. I'm Lee in Brooklyn. All right, what's up, Lee? Oh, yeah. So anyway, um, yeah, I joined the show. Good. Um, but uh, yeah, now I can uh, buy a turntable and you can play all his records, mm -hmm. and that's basically. I'm here. Did I lose you? I think I did. All right, Lee. I'm sorry, Lee. Did I lose you? All right, call back, Lee, because you're you're. I can't hear you at all. You started to break up on me. Um, but I'm telling you, if you're Brady, that's that, that's what you're going to do. You're going to see what Tampa's going to bring back and then try to do the best you can to see what uh, how well that fits with what you want to do. Now, the other question is going to be, uh, will the defensive coordinator and offensive coordinators be back with Tampa? Because both of those guys are doing, uh, both of those coaches are getting interviews. All right, Todd Bowles is being interviewed for a couple of, with a couple of teams, and so is Byron Lefkowitz. And rightfully so. Those guys have done a nice job. Done a nice job calling plays there. They were instrumental in uh, Tampa winning last year, and even with injuries, by them getting, you know, to as far as they got to this year. Yes, of course, they had Tom Brady, but still. All right, they had a, you know, they did a nice job in, you know, overcoming the injuries and trying to find ways to win. It's just the Rams are just so physical up front and they do just, they do such a great job in pressuring the quarterback. And, and especially with Donald and, uh, you know, that physical, the, the physical plays that they have. I mean, come on. 
you, you that is really really hard to try and combat that combat that physical physical defense it just is it it really 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 is i mean aaron donald on one side and von miller on the other <laughs> good luck with that <laughs> good luck with that Taking your phone calls. But for right now, I want you guys to just hold on a second. I say a bunch of you want to talk about the game. Hold on a second. Right now, I'm going to turn to my NFL analyst. He's done a tremendous job uh, breaking it down for me. And I'm very curious to hear what he's got to say, especially about these games that, uh, you know, we just saw today and over this weekend. Ladies and gentlemen, join me in welcoming former Giant, former 49er, bunch of teams in the National Football League. Here is Jay Bromley. Hey, Jay, how are you? Hey, Larry. Thank you for having me again. My pleasure, Jay. All right, Jay, give me your thoughts on this game we just saw. From from a defensive standpoint, How, how <laughs> it's a long day out there when you got to go up against uh, Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes, huh? Oh, man, they are the key components to why we love football and why if you have one of these guys on your team, you have a chance anytime. Um, the game was, was phenomenal. Obviously, one of the best I think postseason games in history. Honestly, um, I, we can also caveat that with some poor defense, right? The Bills come in being a top-ranked defense in, in almost every category, but you know, almost you know, being like Swiss cheese for Pat, Patrick Mahomes and the team brought to the table. We knew that Kansas City got better on defense, but they weren't necessarily known as like a top-tier defense. So, it but watching this game and understanding how it went. The funny thing is a fan would just look at it and say uh, 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 Buffalo played fantastic and Allen played great and Mahomes played great. But I would beg to differ that Mahomes actually played better because a lot of the touchdowns for uh, Allen were busts in the coverage mm. of Kansas City. 13 didn't get covered all night. He got off the bus and he was open. Okay, so <laughs> it was he didn't get covered all night, broke the record with four receiving touchdowns. Not to say that it was easier, but I'm saying, man, I, I think Patty Mahomes showed why he's worth every single penny, and Allen is top three, four quarterbacks in the league right now. Uh, Jay, let's talk about the loss um, of I'm, – I'm just I'm blanking on his name. Um, the the safety for yes, the safety for Kansas City. Let's talk. How big was that mm-hmm. loss? Because it just seemed like there were lots of lots of confusion in the secondary. Yeah, Tyron Matthew. He's the quarterback, and uh, playing and having the opportunity and pleasure of playing for um, a defensive coordinator for, for Kansas City. Man, I, I understand the quarterback of that defense. A lot of times was the safety, and that was and that was Tyron Matthew. And the opportunity, he was gone from the beginning of the game. It really just – and they talked about it all game, how they were just waiting to attack that safety position. And they did. Eventually, it was just too much confusion. Like I said, 13 was open all day, but it wasn't – he had a great route on this almost game when it touched down when he routed the guy and out of socks and his cleats, literally. But other than that, a lot of things were just busts and lack of communication, and, and that's just unfortunate. Uh, as a defensive player, i got to ask you this, Jay. When, when you see a runner – you see your quarterback run like Patrick Mahomes, but even more so like Josh Allen, who I think is more of a physical runner, uh, who likes to lower the shoulder, who likes to try to take on. How tough is it for you to 
take out of his take out of your mind that even though he's a quarterback and you you're not supposed to hit him hard, he's really a runner in that scenario. And I just think sometimes guys let up, you know, not to hit the quarterback as hard as they hit running backs. I think that is a mental thing that guys go through, and guys don't want the FedEx, too, at the end of the day. They don't want the flag on the field. They don't want the FedEx at their locker during the week or after the game. So they do have a mental – the quarterbacks are protected in this league, and it's for good reason. We want to see Josh Allen play. We want to see Patrick Mahomes get to the next game. So they protect them for good reason, all right? It's an investment. So when guys go to hit them, like, they don't know if they're going to slide. But Allen is a guy that we've seen in this game, he, he ain't sliding. <laughs> okay, he's a big boy, and he's gonna lay the boom. Look, it's DBs left on the field that need help from the from the uh, from the help squad after Josh Allen goes for a run, not him. So that does play a big part. Uh, but I think also your coach to try to tackle him low and try to make sure you're aggressive, make him not want to run as much as he does. Do you like the overtime rule the way it is now, or are you of the mindset that? You know what? Listen, uh, this is a championship game. Okay, Kansas City marches the ball down. Let's Buffalo should get an opportunity to come on back and, and see if they can answer in 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 the in the postseason. Uh, uh, I think that um, this is an example of luck, <laughs> luck be a lady. Okay, mm-hmm. because whoever got that ball first was going to win the game. I have no doubt in my mind that if Buffalo got that ball first, they would win the game. It was about the offenses. They scored 25 points in the last three minutes, okay? Nobody was stopping anybody. Defenses were out to lunch, okay? <laughs> so so it didn't really matter who was on defense. So, therefore, the fact that they won that toss, I already knew the game was over. So I would say, like you said, for the fans' perspective and just wanting to see that competition of the, the quarterbacks go at it and seeing who can get a stop and make right decisions – I think the other teams should get an opportunity to score. I hear you. All right, Jay, uh, let's talk about the earlier game today, which was the Buccaneers and the Rams. And we kind of knew what Tampa had to do, right? They had to be able to run the ball. They had to be able to do something where they could give Tom Brady a chance because we knew the Rams showed you earlier this season what they were able to do in pressuring him with 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 uh, Aaron Donald. And then, oh, by the way, Von Miller's been added to that squad. So, but the Rams gave the the Rams allowed Tampa to hang in there, and they made it closer than it needed to be. Oh, a hundred percent. This game was what twenty seven three at one point. Mm-hmm. Um, they they a key turnover, you know, in the in the red zone going into the half um, by Acres, and it's just man, they had four fumbles lost, man. So honestly, man, I remember uh, playing for the Giants, and, and that was one of the you know the, the analytics. If you turn the ball all over four times, you're supposed to lose. Period. Okay, one turnover in your direction gives you a 50-50 chance. Two turnovers in your direction gives you like an 80% chance of winning. So four going against you, you're like supposed to lose. So that shows you how, you know, how, how much of a gap they had on the Buccaneers at, at, at that point in the game. And they didn't really start turning on until the second half because they couldn't find uh, a, a, no receivers. Tom Brady couldn't get to anybody. And like you said, that pass rush for Aaron Donald, Von Miller, Leonard Floyd, mixing it up. It was just too much. But honestly, I think that actually played to their, their, their detriment later on because they were rushing the quarterback so much early because they were up so big. I think they got tired. Mm. You know, that I've seen that throughout the course of the game, and that's what played to the benefit of the Buccaneers. That's interesting. How 
Of course, this is a big game because you're moving on and you have a chance at the Super Bowl. But how big a game was this for Matthew Stafford to answer some questions about him? You know, he's been a great quote. Yeah, he was in Detroit for all these years. But hey, guess what? Mm-hmm. He, he's got some weapons now. He had to prove that he could do something. Right, man. I, I mean, for years, he had Megatron on his, you know, on, on his resume. And everybody would probably point to Megatron and see that's the only reason that you have the numbers that you have. And for him to come out and him to, you know, win games and not turn the ball over specifically, right? Not turn the ball over over 300-plus yards, right? He has great receivers, finding Cooper Cup. I mean, the way he did, you know, on those, on, those, on those corner blitzes, those cat blitzes, it's him understanding the game. So he's not just a one-trick pony who had a Hall of Famer that he could throw it to that really capped his resume. He's a guy that can spread the ball around, run an offense, and, you know, get his team in position to win. Jay Bromley's my guest. We're breaking down a fabulous weekend of football. You're listening to The Drive on 98.7 ESPN. Jay, let's go back to yesterday. And I got to tell you, I expected – you talk about turnovers, right? When a quarterback mm-hmm. – talking to a defensive player. You sack a quarterback nine times. He throws a pick, and they still find a way to win. That is an unbelievable win for Cincinnati and a young quarterback – to give them some confidence going into uh, next weekend. Of course. It's interesting because it's preached, man. When you win against, when I came to the league and I was playing, man, you win against Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, you win against these top-tier quarterbacks, the Drew Brees. It was like if you hit them, you affect them. Even if you don't sack them and you hit them, that's going to positively impact your team, right? Because they're not going to be on target. They're not going to be on timing and all this good stuff. So you almost guarantee, if you stack them five times, you're almost guaranteed to win. So Joe Burrow kind of just like broke the mold of probably most defensive coordinators regiment of how to win a game versus an elite quarterback. You stack him nine times and he gets up, laughs it, walks it off, runs the ball for scramble drills, and then can drop dimes left and right. Like, he kind of broke the mold to, like, how you affect the quarterback and his mental toughness to keep getting up, knowing his offensive line was getting torched. How did Tennessee lose that game? They lost that game, honestly. Uh, what's his name? What's his name? Wasn't, wasn't good enough. He wasn't ready. Um, King. Oh, Derrick Henry? King Henry, he wasn't ready. Yeah. He was mm-hmm. not ready. Um, not he, he showed some good spurts. Good uh, sparks in the in the game, but the backup running back actually was running better, and they didn't give him enough carries because they showed respect to King Henry. We all respect that thousand yards, ten touchdowns. You didn't play half the season, you get a man his love. But when they kept feeding him the ball, and he wasn't, he was half a step too slow, mm-hmm. and that was and that affected the game dramatically for his style of running. Right, so when they started to shut down that run game, yeah, absolutely. He got he got stopped on a fourth and one and I and he didn't even get back to the line of scrimmage in that game and I was just my mouth was open because that's not Derrick Henry <laughs> that's not that's that's not Derrick nope. Henry there's no question about that 49ers and Packers now Jay you've played in Green Bay you know how cold it is up there can you imagine what Jimmy Garoppolo was thinking who has played I think took two snaps in New England in cold weather and he's going up into <laughs> Packer land got a little throat got a little cold got a little wind chill got a little snow action and they found a way to win. And you know what? The, you, we talked earlier, right, about Matthew Stafford proving to win. Here's a scenario where you you see San Francisco really try to navigate to win in spite of <laughs> what Jimmy G may be able to do. 
But uh, he and them, they pulled out a nice win against a shocker in Green Bay. Yes, man, they, they did a great job on Aaron Rodgers, not letting him beat them. Um, you know, you shut down a quarterback like that, or you know, not let him have a great game, not collect to get to his targets as often as he likes to. Um, it, it was a truly defensive game. It was truly something that the weather obviously had its impact. Um, but, man, you let some California boys come over there and, and, and dig deep. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. that was that was a great thing. I think Kyle Shanahan, in the way he calls offenses, man, his offensive, his mind, his ability to call the right plays at the right time, get it to his playmakers. And Jimmy doesn't have to be spectacular. We're not looking at Josh Allen and, and Patrick Mahomes. If they were on the 49ers, the 49ers would be in the Super Bowl every year. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, and they might go back this year, and they don't even need a great quarterback. So that's, yeah. that's really hats off to the defense. Like, that's what it hats off to the defense, their ability to affect the quarterback, their ability to, um, you know, break up passes and cause turnovers. Man, that was a game to watch. It really was. Jay, should I look at Aaron Rodgers differently? I mean, he's been a tremendous quarterback. He's, he has a great opportunity to be the MVP this season in the league. Everybody knows how talented he is. His longevity speaks for itself. Jay's only got one Super Bowl, my friend. I, I mean, you know, I, I'm, I expected him to come. You know, we talk about what uh, Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes was able to do today, right? Put the team on their back, and despite what happened with whatever the defenses were, to go out there and try to win, win a game. And he just didn't get it done yesterday. How do I look at him? I think he, he, you know, he's earned his respect as far as his productivity and obviously his MVPs and things that he's done. And obviously you can't erase the Super Bowl. No different than you can erase the Super Bowl of Ben Roethlisberger, too, yeah. So, uh, you know, eventually it always comes down to what have you done for me lately, right? It always comes down to that. And lately he hasn't gotten it done in the biggest games. You were the number one seed. You had an opportunity to get some reps and then you don't go through with it. You don't, you get bounced out in the first game. So, that obviously that ship is kind of sailing. You got Adams, who's a free agent, coming up, right? And then and then um, Aaron Rodgers, who's not declaring that he's coming back, and he's obviously mm. had issues with the team, you know, in the past. So I think he might be a guy, kind of like a, you know, kind of like a Peyton Manning or something like that, where a change of scenery might do him well. Wow, that's interesting. Uh, a couple more for you. Let's let's peek ahead a little bit. All right, next week we got Niners at the Rams. Who do you like? And what's going to be the keys? Mm, I think you. I, I definitely like the Rams. I like the Rams because I think they're hit. They're hitting a stride right now. Offensive play calling, having two di- two three dynamic receivers, and, and a great and a good tight end as well in that run game. I don't think Cam Makers gives the ball up more, right? So I think he'll be sleeping with the ball at his side for the next week. Um, so, so I think that that will be a big part. I think the 49ers are formidable on defense, but I think that their secondary is their weak point. Mm. And if you can get into that secondary, if you can win your one-on-one matchups, then you can win. And I think Odell Beckham Jr. is primed to have a breakout game because he's one of the best athletes in the NFL, and Cooper Cup is as advertised. So I like the Rams. And the quarterback play, they have the better quarterback, so I go with the better quarterback and the better receivers. All right, and let's go Bengals heading into Kansas City for Patrick Mahomes and his crew. This is going to be another one. This is kind of like that Josh Allen uh, <laughs> game we just watched tonight. You see two young quarterbacks going at it. I got to go with Patty. Mm-hmm. I got to go with Patty Mahomes, man. He hits swagger. And Joe Burrow, is, he's, he's, he's almost there, but he's a step away, right? This is the first mm-hmm. time in the playoffs. I don't think he got it yet. 
Okay, so I think I think Patty and the boys go, you know, they they they, they welcome them in, and they they lay a spank down on them, right? Maybe a touchdown or a touchdown or ten points, something like that, because I don't think they, I think experience will play a lot in this game, and I think that that will lead them home, and then the Bengals will be back next year with a better attitude and a better understanding of how to go about it. Interesting. So the, this experience that they're learning is going to serve them long term. Is what you're saying? Oh, 100. percent I don't think. I think. I think they're winning without. It's kind of like they're just playing ball, right? They, mm. they nobody expects them to necessarily win, right? Nobody expects them to go far. They're just playing ball, right? And they're winning and they're being successful at it. But eventually, you meet that dog, like you, like we've seen tonight with Kansas City, where there's 13 seconds on the clock. And you think the game, most people think the game is over, but when you have the best quarterback in football, and then you have Travis Kelsey, you have Tyreek Hill, you have Hardman, you have coordinators who can put the ball in the right spot, it changes the game tremendously. So if, I can, if I'm putting money on anybody's back, I'm putting it on Patrick Mahomes' back. And then Joe Burrow was probably about three or four you know, steps down from that as far as the number system. So I'm going with Patty. Understood. <laughs> I got you. Last thing. Uh, your former team, the Giants, got a general manager this week in Joe Shane, formerly up in Buffalo. As you look on the outside at your former team over the past couple of years and they've struggled, this is not this is not the giant organization that you played for. Is this a guy from what you know and from the folks you talk to around the league? Is this a gentleman that can help turn this franchise around back to the winning that we're accustomed to seeing with the Giants? I hope so, right? That's all you can ever do, man. No matter what the coach is, the, the general manager is, it always has to be a hope and a faith that, you know, that the right things are coming to play. I mean, from his upbringing, he started, you know, like in the ticket sales and he's worked his all the way up. So he's a hard-nosed working guy, waited his turn and really just took in everything and learned. So if, if, he, if anything is like what they did in Buffalo, they really built through the draft, right? They, they they acquired quality talent. They put the right pieces in play, and then they were fortunate enough to, to drive Josh Allen. So if we're looking at that, they built a defense that has two all-pros and no pro bowlers, but it's one of the top defenses year in and year out, right? So he they understand how to accrue talent. And if, and if he can continue to do that with the Giants, who have some great talent on the team, who look to continue to build, um, obviously we need a quarterback or, or we need a quarterback competition, whatever you want to call it. So, so we need to make those adjustments and, and look outside the box in those areas. But um, I think the job is, is prime. It's a prime place to want to be, man. So I think people are going to want to come here and play for the Giants as long as, you know, they know that the mindset is right. Jay Bromley, thanks for your expertise, my friend. Uh, it was great talking football with you. We'll talk to you down the road as we get closer to the Super Bowl. Thank you, Larry. Look forward to enjoying these games. All right, you too, my friend. Jay Bromley giving you his thoughts on an unbelievable two days of football. All right, me and you are next. Phone lines are full. I got one spot for you. 1-800-919-3776. Also hit me up on Twitter at Hardesty ESPN at ESPN NY, 98 underscore 7 FM. Calls are next on 98.7 ESPN. All right, you heard what Jay Bromley had to say about the games. Let's hear your thoughts. 1-800-919-3776. Lee is back from Brooklyn. He joins us on 98.7. All right, Lee, you got a better line this time? Yes, can you hear me? Much better, Lee. Much better. Talk to me. Sorry about that, Larry. Sorry about that. Um, join the show, man. Um, Thank you. I wanted to say about, you know, Aaron Rodgers, he can buy a turntable and he can play all his records on him. <laughs> and um, I think that the quarterback issue 
is always good quarterbacks, good team. That's why a lot of people are afraid of the Rams with the Buccaneers this year because they said they have a good team. Not mm-hmm. just a – and basically now all of a sudden to put that quarterback on that level, he's had great wide receivers, he's had great players before. But you can't – the system ain't there, the management, the organization ain't there, things ain't right. You can't win. I don't care who's that quarterback. So the whole the whole thing has to play going to play. And you're playing the world champs, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So, therefore, they had to basically know that it was going to go out with a bang. They had to basically be like, okay, this is what it takes to win the champion, win, be the champion. This is basically what it took. It took all the way down to the end. So the defense was good. The offense was good. The quarterback did what he could do to basically make it happen. <laughs> Excuse me, but um, mm-hmm. I enjoyed all of the games this weekend. It's very, you know, sad to see Brady go down, but that's 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 what happens, you know. Over time, everybody starts to lose. Then you had the situation where you had Buffalo Bills, and then you had the other two games yesterday that were thrillers. When basically everybody was losing at home until yeah. today, Patrick yeah. Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs put that to an end. Thank you for the call, Larry. All right, Lee. Thanks for checking in. Yeah, it was it was this was it was night and day. Compared to last weekend, football wise, night and day. These, this is what you want to. This is this was playoff weekend. This was really, really what you love to see about the National Football League in the playoffs. This is it. Eli's in Jersey. Eli, you're next on ninety-eight seven. Hey, how you doing, Larry? First Great, things Eli, first, all well. Hope all well. Your family, friends, and loved ones, bro. That's always Thank first. You. Everybody's doing well. You Hope know, your family's uh, doing well too. Yeah, man. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. These people call, oh, it's not fair. Oh, come on, stop fair. You, you lost the coin toss. You went first. <laughs> you got to stop the other team. If the other team won't, they had to stop you. That's it. This is grown, this is grown man stuff. You know what I mean? But uh, these games, uh, even with the games uh, with field goal, uh, decided game. But these two young guns going at it like that, uh, with all due respect to Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady, you know what? It just might be time for him to move on, man. Yeah. It just might be time for these young guns, man. Even Barrows too. How many times you get sacked? Nine or ten times, and still, and still won. Yeah, still won. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes it's time to move on. You know what I mean? It remind yeah. me of that song. I think Boys and Men is so hard to say goodbye to yesterday. Yes, hey, man. Yeah. Hey, NFL is in good hands. You young, as a matter of fact, on the football Giants fans, and I'm thinking about Daniel Jones. I'm what I see you guys so Lord help us. We got a new general manager, but Lord, Lord have mercy. This stuff, this, <laughs> no, he ain't it. Daniel Jones ain't it. <laughs> Take care, buddy. All right, Eli. Thanks for the phone call. I but but he could but see here's the thing, and I think Jay Bromley made it made a great point about it. There's other quarterbacks who are in this postseason who aren't as good as Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes, and they're still here. Okay, they're still here because it's the ultimate team game. If you can put your quarterback in a position where he can make plays and hit his receivers, you can still win with a solid defense and the ability to run the football. That's really what wins playoff games. Yes, I know we're looking at the aerial assault and everything of what Patrick Mahomes did and Josh Allen, and I gave you the stats. But both of them led their team in rushing today. Both of them had over 60 yards on the ground. So when you look at that scenario, it's it's still the physicality of moving the football and moving the chains. So, no, I, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that Daniel Jones is, is Patrick Mahomes or Daniel Jones is Josh Allen. I'm not going to say that. And I don't know what Zach Wilson is right now. Based on last year, he doesn't look like either one of them. But, I mean, Josh Allen didn't look 
like this his first year either. And I got to wait and see what the Giants do with their head coach and the offensive coordinator. Okay? A, a coordinator can mean the world to, to, to a young quarterback. I mean, Brian Dayball, Brian Dayball really helped Josh Allen. And Josh Allen took that next step when they went out and got Stephon Diggs. He made all the difference. I'm just telling you, he made all the difference. You can't, you have to have, and I've said this over and over again, you have to have a playmaker or a receiver, okay, who is able to help his quarterback out on big plays in big games. You got to make a play for your quarterback sometimes. You have to. You can't always throw the perfect pass back there. You got to make plays. You got to make plays. And that's what you saw all weekend, right? That's what you saw all weekend. Especially in the Kansas City Bills game. I mean, this kid Davis, eight receptions, 201 yards and four touchdowns? Are you kidding me, Gabriel Davis? Are you kidding me right now with the game he had? And why did he have that? Why did he have that opportunity? Because they were so worried about Stefan Diggs beating them. Tyrone Matthew was out. And what they did was, okay, let's 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 attack Kansas City's secondary and the safety spot because you could see them pointing to different people. They didn't know where to play. And Davis just ate them alive. 200 yards, over 200 yards in the air, and four touchdowns. I mean, he's never, that's a, that's a day that he will never forget, ever forget in a playoff game, in a playoff game. Talk about coming up big in a big spot, right? Chilling with you, 1-800-919-3776. Also on Twitter, at Hardish to ESPN at ESPN NY 98 underscore 7 FM. Talking football with you. A lot of calls. Let's get right to them. Let's go to Josh in East Brunswick. Josh, you're next on 98.7. Hey, Larry. How are you? Good, Josh. What's up? Uh, three things at the end of that game that Buffalo did that just really made no sense to me. The first one, and he touched on it, was not leaving that kickoff short. And if you're so worried about Tyree Hill, tell your punter, if they send Hill, yeah, kick, kick, kick it into the end zone. But if it's Byron Pringle, which he ended up being, leave it short. He also had two timeouts, so if you really didn't like the look with Hill, take one of them. Um, that's the first thing. Second thing on that, last completion to Chelsea to set up the game-time field goal. I don't understand why they rushed four instead of rushing three and dropping eight. And then within that, you have a corner on Travis Kelsey alone and then a good cover linebacker in Tremaine Edmonds roaming the middle of the field six yards deep. Why wasn't he helping an undersized corner on Kelsey? Well, Josh, here's what happens. And it's part of it, and you make some great points, and thanks for the phone call. Part of it is because when you're looking at the receivers, you have to double Tyreek Hill. You don't want him to beat you in that situation. Hardman had just run a big play. Okay, so you don't want him to beat you. So there's only so many positions you can have. That's why for me, I would have thought at least about maybe rushing three, dropping eight. But then in that scenario, am I leaving? A, I'm leaving a big hole for uh, Patrick Mahomes to at least run and slide. They had all their time. They had their timeouts available. So that was the big thing there. But you know, listen, if you're a Buffalo fan, I really feel bad for you. But 
Um, this is how it turns out. This is there's not both both defenses really in the second half did not make good plays. Uh, Kansas City had tons of people. I mean, Davis was running free. All I mean, there was nobody near him. I mean, I know a defender fell on one occasion. Brian, we're watching the game. There's nobody around Davis. That's why he had 201 yards. There's nobody around him. Nope. I mean, how could that happen? Okay, maybe once. But he did it over and over and over again. At some point in time, you got to this guy can't you got to stop him. I get I get you don't want Stefan Diggs to beat you. I got it. I got it. And you did a really good job at doing that. He really, aside from the two-point conversion, how many big plays did he make in this game? You didn't even mention him. So you got that part right, yeah, but sometimes you got to swing your coverage the other way when a kid like Davis is beating you the way he was. And for them to just be pointing out and trying to make adjustments right before the, the snap, not good. Not good. And then for Buffalo, I mean, let's face it, they normally play the pass better than what they did, and they did not play well. They didn't. I mean, they let Tyreek Hill run wild? I mean, on the slant? Are you got to be kidding me. How many times do you have to see this guy run like that? He's waving, he's saying, peace out. <laughs> so a lot of mistakes defensively. Okay, great game. Great game. Enjoyed it. Loved it. Was probably one of the best games I've seen in recent memory. I can't think of a better one off the top of my head. Just an entertaining game. You're back and back and forth and back and forth. That's what championship games are supposed to be. Okay, but let's face it, the defenses, I mean, when they go back and look at video, oof. if you're Kansas City, you got to shore some stuff up. And hopefully Tyron Matthew is going to be okay. I mean, out with the head injury, uh, which sounds like concussion protocol he's going to have to go through this week, you need him back on the field to help solidify that secondary because without him, they were lost. Lost. Robbie's in Massachusetts. Hey, Robbie, you're next on 98.7. Hey, Larry, it's always good to talk to you on a Sunday night. Larry, that was one of the best weekends of football, but I have to tell you, if you're a Buffalo Bills fan, I'm not a Bills fan, but, I, but you know, I'm a Giant fan. You've talked to me a million times. And I, obviously, my second favorite team as a syndicate kid it was the Chargers, so I'm really sick of the Kansas City Chiefs. But I have to tell you something. Your last caller basically made a lot of great points. I mean, you've got to kick the ball short of the end zone. You do not want to give Mahomes. I mean, 13 seconds. I'm sick to my stomach. I mean, I hate the Chiefs. I'm so sick and tired of watching Tyreek Hill run track meets up the, up the field. It's unbelievable. I mean, I just don't understand. Why in the world are you dropping eight guys back? you got eight seconds left. And, by the way, you're obviously talking about kicking the ball short. So that would have maybe reduced the clock. Let's say it's about seven seconds, Larry. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you got a miracle play there at this point. you got one, maybe one play left from Mahomes. I just don't understand what they're doing. I mean, the, the Bills' defense was atrocious. And the other thing about the Bills, I mean, Josh Allen played great, but the Bills have no running game. So you can't even keep the Kansas City Chiefs off the field. If you had any semblance of any kind of running game, you keep Mahomes off the field once in a while. So if the Bills ever go out and get themselves a, a, a decent running back, maybe they won't take on Barkley. <laughs> so anyway, um, I, I get your thoughts about the Giants, too. I wanted to ask you about uh, – who you want to coach this team? The Giants actually interviewed Jim Harbaugh at all. I'm not sure, but um, I like the selection of, of, of you know of, of uh, Mr. Shane there, mm-hmm. and uh, hopefully they'll uh, hopefully you know they'll select good coordinators like you said, and they'll go out and get drafted talent. Because the Giants do have, well, I think, 11 picks, uh, and they have the two, like, the fifth and the seventh pick right now in the first round. So yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Anyway, I get your thoughts as always. But uh, I just, well, I, I mean, don't don't you kick the ball short there? Well, I would. Yeah. You know, to be honest, with you, I thought about it, uh, and thanks for the phone call, Robbie. I thought about yeah. it at the time because I'm thinking, okay, if, even if he even if he catches it, okay, if you kick it short, he catches it. He's gonna. He knows he's running out of time. Either he's gonna catch it and run out of bounds. He's not gonna be at the twenty-five. So at least you put them. You move them. At least they have start their offense further back. Now listen, with Hardman and Tyreek Hill, okay, you lose a couple seconds, but you know maybe they still move down the field. But at least you don't start them at the twenty-five. But having said that, okay, having said that, if you're the Buffalo Bills, stop them. Stop them. You've got 13 seconds. Okay, you let one. The first pass was a gain of 15. You got to stop them. And listen, it's easy for me to say sitting here, right? I know they were trying to stop him, but I'm going to quote him again because he always says it. Gordon Damer always says it. Travis Kelsey is always open. I don't care where he is. He is always open. He does a great job at finding the holes in your zone, whatever coverage you have, Tampa 2, 3, whatever, whatever. He finds a soft spot in the secondary, in the coverage, and he catches it, and and, and he, he always catches the ball. He always catches the ball, and he's always open, and he always makes big plays. And so that's, that's, that's what you saw. That's what you saw. I mean, it was it was just it, you got to stop them. <laughs> just that's it. This is for the Super Bowl, okay? I don't care whether you drop eight. I don't care what you do. You cannot let Patrick Mahomes get into field goal range, okay? With 13 seconds left, whatever it takes for you to do, you cannot let him get down the field. You can't do it. And they did. Bruce is in Flushing. He's next on 98.7. Hey, Bruce. Hey, Larry. You know, Larry, the most, the best game I ever saw, especially since I was a Giant fan, that had more emotional impact to me was the Giant Buffalo Super Bowl. But if you take that aside and watching a playoff game that your your team is, is, you're not involved in any of the teams, Mm-hmm. This playoff game was the best playoff game I've ever seen in my life. I'm 64 years old, God willing. I saw the ice ball. I, used to, I, I saw the Dan Fouts uh, teams, playoff games. But this had to be the best game I ever saw in my, in my entire life, as a, and, you know, except for the giant game. It, it was just unbelievable. Now, it, what's interesting is the outcome of this game may affect the Giants for years to come. And you're going to say to me, Bruce, how? <laughs> well, I'll tell you how. If Buffalo was going to go to the Super Bowl, odds are the Giants would ha- couldn't interview him, I believe, till after the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Um, or sure couldn't hire him until after the Super Bowl. With, the, with Buffalo not being in the Super Bowl, now the Giants can hire him. And, and not feel uh, uh, and not worry about well we got the coach of Miami we got uh, the Dallas coach if they if, if the general manager likes him and tells Mal this is the guy and Mal likes him then now all the obstacles are removed. Yeah, I hear what you're saying, Bruce. And and I got to tell you, if I'm if I'm 
if I'm looking at where I want to go with a, with a head coach and Daniel Jones, I think either I'm going to go with an offensive person or I'm going to go with a defensive person that has, uh, you know, that's going to give me a really, really smart and creative offensive coordinator. I, I think that's where I'm going. And listen, Brian Dayball would, Dayball would be the guy because you've seen what he's done with Josh Allen, right? You've seen how he's worked with him. You've seen what he can do and how he's got this young man playing and the type of the type of game that they have. So I agree with you. Uh, I think that he would be the right choice. He would be my leading candidate. Flores would be number two. But uh, I'm curious because I know that Mara hinted that he wasn't really a big fan of a package situation. So maybe Shane's going to really have to work to bring in Brian if he wants to make him the head coach. And also, when it comes to Flores, don't you get a feeling like there's something there I don't trust? I, I don't know if it's because he's from the Belichick tree. I don't know if it's because there was some stuff when he was in Miami. Mm. But there's something about him that I don't completely trust. Am I crazy or what? Well, no, Bruce, and thanks for the phone call because there's been just so many stories coming out of Miami. I heard Anita Marks talking about it yesterday on her show about some of the things that she's heard and, and that have come out of Miami about him and, you know, battles with the front office and so on and so forth. But, you know, listen, the bottom line here is that he had a team uh, that they finished 10 and six last year. Didn't make the playoffs. Uh, they did start slow this year, one and seven, but they were able to turn it around. And listen, if there was something going on in that locker room, players, I know players are also auditioning in their 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 performances, their tape, okay, to get a job either with Miami or somewhere else in the league. But I've seen teams that don't really respond. Okay, the if you're a Giant fan, you would have liked your team to respond at least with effort, the way that Miami responded uh, under Flores when they were down one when they were one and seven. So I, I I do think that there's some things there that you like about about what uh, Brian Flores is able to bring to the table. But there's definitely some questions. There's no doubt about it. There's definitely some questions. So, you know, not able to really comment on it because I'm not there, just looking at it from the outside and going by what I've read and what I've heard and some folks that I've had brief conversations with. But um, it, it, I, I think normally what you do is you go opposite what you had. And what you had was a special team slash defensive-minded coach who really wanted to run the football uh, play tough defense, be physical, and and not not saying he didn't want to air it out, but I'm just saying he wasn't really – it wasn't going to be air judge, <laughs> okay? It wasn't going to be air judge. So under that scenario, yeah, I think you want an offensive guy to come in here, A, to find out what you have in your quarterback because this is a year you need to make a decision. Okay, you signed him this year. You might as well keep him. Okay, he's signed. If he's healthy, you want to see him play. And, and this is going to be key for Daniel Jones. Listen, he's got to play. Okay, can he stay healthy so we can see what he can do for a year? He's got to play. He's got to be able to play. You're listening to The Drive with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN.